0: cares about Derek Zoolander anyway. The man has only one look for Christ's sake. Blue Steel, Ferrari, Latigra, they're the same face. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. The land of well, hello there, my friends. Rafi here from the End Game Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. And those of you who've seen this show before and are familiar with my general style, I'm not the panicky type that says, buy, buy now, thousands of ounces, et cetera, et cetera, because the world is about to explode tomorrow. I'm more of the prepare calmly, rationally, step by step, don't do anything rash, and think things through. And then I give you my opinion. Well, my opinion now. Is that the end game is either right around the corner or we've already turned the corner and we're sprinting straight for it in a beeline? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I believe we are only months out from the final financial crisis, which will necessitate the biggest round of money printing ever seen in world history, which was 2020 and before that, 2008. It always gets bigger, and it will this time too. And this one should destroy the dollar. I am seeing signs in the bond market. I'm seeing signs in the yen. I'm seeing signs in even the gold and silver miners that were almost there. And I'm seeing this tone being echoed in many different spheres, not just in the gold and silver community. So I am still saying prepare calmly and rationally and step by step and try not to become too overly emotional, but I do believe we are right there and it is staring us in the face and I will go into exactly why right now. First of all, this silver report is sponsored by Fortuna Silver Mines, symbol FSM. And like all gold and silver stocks right now, this stock is struggling. I'm going to show you two charts that could blow your mind. First of all, This is the gold to the Huey ratio. Now, this is the ratio of gold to gold stocks. Now, these circle points that I put here are the most oversold. The higher this ratio is, the lower gold stocks are. These are miners and streamers and silver stocks as well. It's all mixed together in the Huey Gold Index. Uh, gold bugs index, I think it's called. So we see here the all-time high, meaning the all-time low for gold stocks was in 2015 at gold bear market bottom. We saw here another high, meaning another low in gold stocks at the March 2020 crash. And here was the recent low in gold stocks when silver went down to, I think, $16 uh, and gold went down to $1,620. Now, we are right here, about 9.1 to 9.5 on the weekly candle here. And we very rarely, if ever, well, only twice in history, go more oversold than this on gold stocks. Uh, only once in March 2020 and once at the 2015 bear market bottom. And if you could buy here, would you, knowing in retrospect what happened? Yeah. Would you buy here, knowing in retrospect what happened after March 2020 crash? Yeah. And would we all buy here if we had known what would happen, you know, when silver went from $16 to what it is, what it is now, 22, 23. Uh, we would, would we have wanted to buy? Yeah. Well, we're in that territory again. And this applies to Fortuna as well. And Fortuna is one of the better silver miners out there. And silver miners, by the way, are even crazier than this. And I'll show you in a second. But of the three spikes in the gold to Huey ratio. Right, three of these spikes, three of the five, I think, were financial crises. This is the dot-com bubble bursting over here. This is the 2008 financial crisis. And this is the 2020 COVID lockdown crisis. Uh, So are we headed to another financial crisis? The gold and silver stocks seem to suggest, yes, we are. Now look at this. This is the silver to silver miners index. Now, we have never been this oversold in silver miners, which includes, of course, our sponsor, Fortuna Silver Mines. But look what happens when we reach these levels. Twice before we've reached these levels, not quite where we are now. We're more oversold than ever before in history of this index, uh, which only goes back to 2010. But still, look, we have the all-time higher, I meaning the all-time low in gold stocks. This was the 2015 bear market bottom in silver and uh, silver miners. And what happened after we hit this this bottom? Did was there time to like buy? No, like immediately, just boom goes down to an all time low. Right, meaning silver stocks to an all-time high relative to silver. And then again, in 2020 here, we reach that near all-time high and then, boom, just goes right back down to uh, you know a, a major low, meaning a major high in silver stock. Well, we're right at that level again. What do you think is going to happen here? Could it go more oversold from here? Yeah, it could, but we're pretty close. Uh, and we're probably pretty close, given that we've never been this oversold before. So if you are interested in gold and silver miners, uh Fortuna, uh, in my personal opinion, this is not advice, is one of the better silver miners to own because it also is a gold miner. So it gives you a good balance. And we've gone into that in previous reports. But let's continue from here with this week's silver report. And we will start off with what is going on in the J.P. Morgan vault this week. Uh, J.P. Morgan has moved. million ounces out of the registry. It's not JP Morgan itself, it's their clients who are storing silver bars with their vault. In the last two days, almost 5 million ounces. Uh, Now this is the total registered supply. We are at 37 million ounces. Uh, That red line is where, uh, is the 40 million ounce mark. Very rarely is uh, the registered silver supply below 40 million, but it has been below 40 million since 2022. And it remains there, and I believe it will go even lower. And here's why: this is the J.P. Morgan Vault. They have uh, the register the registered stockpile of the J.P. Morgan Vault, right? It says 17.54 million ounces left. Um, where this the line here? You can't see here because uh, we we were at about 22 million just a few days ago before this five million ounce uh, drain out of the registered supply, and we've seen this before twice before actually, where we have a huge spike. In registered supply, and then it just falls back down as the silver is moved out. We saw it once here. We saw it uh, again here in early 2023. A big spike out from the eligible supply to the registered supply, and then it drains again. So this is the third time since 2022, since February 2022, this has happened. The last time in February, two times ago, actually in February when this happened, and we were at tw- we were at uh, about 39 million ounces. I said this thing that I boxed off here. This from here. All the way down to here, this line here, that totals 21 million ounces. And it took five months for all that silver to be drained out of the registry. 21 million ounces in five months. How many million ounces are left in the JP Morgan registered supply? 17.5, less than the 21 million that was moved out in five months at similar prices to today. Uh, so we have it looks like at this rate less than a five month supply of registered silver on at JP Morgan and I believe they have about 10 million uh, eligible ounces left not counting the ounces that belong to SLV which JP Morgan is the custodian of. So uh, the silver supply is getting really really low at JP Morgan. now here is another reason why I believe that the next financial crisis is right around the corner and after that crisis hits, we will be in the end game. That is my personal opinion. It is not advice and it is not a, an invitation to do anything crazy or rash. So we see here that from 2000, these two lines, uh, one is oil and the other is the dollar index. Uh So the oil here, oil is here and you see the dollar index over here mirroring it basically. Um, We see that oil and the dollar move inversely to each other, which makes perfect sense uh, because a lot of what gives the dollar its purchasing power is the fact that you have to buy o- OPEC oil in dollars only. And that is true to this day. So we see the dollar index moving inversely to oil, pretty normal financial conditions. We saw it in 2008 here. We saw it in 2014 when the dollar uh, went vertical in the oil price crisis, uh, with the supply oversupplying In late 2014, I believe it was in December, and there was a big uh, inverse move here. Again, here when oil went to negative 35 and there was a dollar spike, it happens all the time. But something has changed. Something has changed dramatically since 2022 or maybe 2021 or after the the, uh, lockdown crisis over here. We are seeing lately that oil and the dollar index are moving in sync together. This does not make sense. It does not make sense you if Chewbacca lives on indoor, you must acquit. This is since 2021. So yes, this has been the case since 2021. We see here the dollar index in the line and oil moving up and up and up in, into the Russian invasion of Ukraine over here and the spike top. And uh, there's a little bit of a delay here. And then the dollar starts moving down and oil moves down as well. But it's been very in sync this uh, movement between the synced movement between the dollar index and oil, especially since June of this year. The higher the dollar goes, the higher oil goes. And we saw that yesterday or two days ago with the uh, the oil spike of 3.5% with the dollar up. What do I think this means? I think it means that the dollar crisis is going to be isolated to the Forex markets and it's not going to infect the actual commodity markets are goods and services. The purchasing power of the dollar will continue to fall, even as the dollar index rises relative to other currencies. The financial crisis is going to be relegated strictly to the banks and other financial institutions, and the bailouts will be for them as price inflationary pressures continue in the real world. This is going to be the last financial crisis, in my opinion, and this is one of the reasons why. Another reason is the yen. The biggest foreign holder of treasuries is Japan. They have, I believe, over a trillion dollars. I don't remember the exact number, but it is definitely the number one foreign holder of treasuries, and their treasury stockpile is really melting now. And this is going to make that make it worse because they're going to have to sell treasuries to protect the yen, but that is not going to work. And why isn't it going to work? This is why. Here we have two lines here with two charts um, transposed. Uh, one is the Japan ten-year yield, and the other is the yen relative to the dollar. So the higher the yen goes relative to the dollar, in numbers here, the weaker the yen is. It takes 149 yen to buy a dollar, and this is uh, right near the uh, the multi-year highs. What is this? It's a 15-year chart going back to 2008, something like that. Um, this is uh, this. The yen is in serious trouble here, but we see that the yen and the ten-year yield, which is this. Uh, this line down here, they move together. And why is that? Higher interest rates mean weaker yen uh, and lower interest rates mean stronger yen. Why is that? Because of this. The Bank of Japan owns 45% of all outstanding Japanese government bonds. This is as of September 20th last week. See here, uh, this is the balance sheet. Uh, Just a very quick snapshot uh, we have here Japanese government securities, 584 trillion, 186 billion, 525,341, uh, 584. Tr- I, don't, I don't even know. Okay, whatever. It's a lot. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, the total of the total of 738 trillion yen. And total Japanese government bonds outstanding is 1.3 quadrillion yen. That's just the Japanese national debt in Yen terms, 1.3 quadrillion. So 584 trillion of 1.3 quadrillion is 45% of all JGBs are owned by the Bank of Japan. So therefore, when the value of these bonds fall by the Bank of Japan raising interest rates, the balance sheet of the Bank of Japan gets schmeiced, gets hit, and the Yen loses value because of that. So what I'm saying is if the Japanese bank, if the Bank of Japan wants to raise interest rates to strengthen yen, all it will do is weaken it. But it might strengthen it very temporarily for a few days or weeks. But as they sell U.S. treasuries, Treasuries, U.S. treasuries will fall in value as they already are. This sell, This selling could already be happening. And this is why the Japanese yen is weakening. This is a spiral. This is a death spiral and we, it might have already started. Chinese gold and silver premiums. I want to take a snapshot on this. I thought last week that uh, perhaps the People's Bank of China was relaxing its import restrictions or so-called import restrictions. They're not really hard restrictions. They're more like you know rumors in the media uh, that they were allowing more gold imports and that the, the premium would fall. The Chinese premium on gold and silver would fall, but it's not happening. It happened for a week very, very briefly. Uh, you see on this little spike down here, but the premium is headed back up again. We are at 5.31%. This is excluding this spike over here. This is an all-time high. If we move to silver, we're seeing the same thing. We saw a spike to 11, about just under 11% and we're headed back up now to 8.04%. So uh, this premium seems to be sustaining itself. And finally, we are seeing the 10-year treasury yields go up and up and up day after day after day. This can only happen for so long before institutions begin to seriously panic and flood the Fed with requests to bail them out just like it did with the bank term funding program, the BTFP. Blue Steel, Ferrari, LaTegra, they're the same face. I could very easily see Japan calling the Fed or some central bank calling the Fed saying, look, you have to take all our treasuries, they're melting and we're losing our money and you give us dollars just like you did to the regional banks, give us the face value of all these bonds and take these treasuries onto your balance sheet. Will they do it in a desperation? Yeah, I think they will. Is this going to be the way that they do it? I don't know, but it is very possible and something like it is going to happen pretty soon uh, to avoid a panic in US treasuries, which already seems to be playing out. The final financial crisis is right at the door. So get your affairs in order, whatever you need to do. Uh, Do it, do it calmly, as calm as possible. I do believe we are months away from a conflagration. This is Rafi of The End Game Investor. If you want to tune in to The End Game Investor as we are making a beeline for the final financial crisis and the end game for the dollar, Please sign up for a two-week free trial at the link in the description of this video and support Chris and Yar at Arcadia Economics at the same time. Or become my patron on Patreon for as little as $3 a month to get a biblical angle on what is going on in the monetary, bond, and gold and silver markets today. This is Rafi of The Endgame Investor. And assuming the world doesn't end, I'll see you guys next week. Please, God, let this be it, please.